I'm Samantha Asheris. I'm Virginia Allen. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Wednesday, October 26th. Here are today's headlines. Daryl Brooks, the man who drove his SUV through a Christmas parade in Wisconsin last year, was convicted earlier today of killing six people as well as injuring dozens of others, the Associated Press reported. The jury decided on the charges in roughly three hours, finding Brooks guilty of all 76 charges, including six counts of first-degree intentional homicide. He now faces a mandatory life sentence on each count of homicide per AP. Brooks represented himself in the trial, which lasted 23 days, and was expelled from the courtroom on numerous occasions for disruptive behavior, Fox News reported. Brooks has an extensive criminal record dating back to 1999, and a judge released him just days before the Christmas parade attack in November 2021, according to Fox 6 Milwaukee. Kristen Clark is the Assistant Attorney General for Civil Rights at the Department of Justice and is overseeing investigations into violations of the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act, also known as the FACE Act. She has used the FACE Act to charge 26 pro-life individuals this year, as our colleague Mary Margaret Olihan has reported. Clark is also a vocal abortion proponent who has repeatedly expressed her support for preserving Roe v. Wade. A review of Clark's social media shows she has repeatedly criticized Republicans and conservative Supreme Court justices. She has called pro-life pregnancy care centers predatory and fake clinics and has claimed they are part of a coordinated strategy to tear down Roe. Even though there have been over 100 attacks on pro-life pregnancy centers and faith-based institutions since the leaked draft opinion of Dobbs, Clark's division does not appear to have charged a single person. The FBI and DOJ would not tell the Daily Signal how many cases they have brought against pro-abortion activists under the FACE Act. It's possible that they haven't brought any at all. John Dacus is the former acting assistant attorney general for civil rights in the Trump administration. He told the Daily Signal that it appears Clark is violating her oath of office and she's violating her duty, which is to fairly administer the law regardless of political views. Dacus added that through the FACE Act, Congress struck a balance between protecting access to abortion and access to pro-life counseling and protection of free speech and freedom of religion. Assistant Attorney General Clark has upended that careful balance through biased implementation of the law. New York City appealed a decision that called for unvaccinated employees who had been fired to be reinstated and receive back pay, Fox News reported. A New York judge ordered on Monday that Department of Sanitation employees terminated for refusing to get vaccinated be reinstated to their full employment status, our colleague Mary Margaret Olihan reported yesterday. Judge Ralph J. Porzio wrote in his ruling that if the vaccine mandate was about safety and public health, unvaccinated workers would have been placed on leave the moment the order was issued. ABC7 New York reported that a spokesperson with the law department said Tuesday, the city strongly disagrees with this ruling as the mandate is firmly grounded in law and is critical to New Yorkers' public health. We have already filed an appeal. In the meantime, the mandate remains in place as this ruling pertains solely to the individual petitioners in the case. 
We continue to review the court's decision, which conflicts with numerous other rulings already upholding the mandate. Three men who are accused of supporting terrorism in the plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer were convicted of all charges today. The three men, Joe Morrison, Peter Musico, who is Morrison's father-in-law, and Paul Beller, were found guilty of providing material support for a terrorist act as members of the paramilitary group The Wolverine Watchmen, per AP. AP also reported that the men held gun drills in Jackson County with Adam Fox, who led the kidnapping plot and was found guilty of conspiring to kidnap the Michigan governor in August. Fox was reportedly disgusted with Whitmer, as well as other officials, and wanted to, quote, snatch her. Whitmer tweeted about the news, Today, three defendants were found guilty of material support for terrorism, gang membership, and possession of a weapon while committing a felony in support of the plot to kidnap and kill me. Now, hear me loud and clear. I will not let anyone get in the way of the work we do. The leaker of the draft Supreme Court opinion indicating that Roe v. Wade would be overturned made the conservative justices targets for assassination, Justice Samuel Alito said Tuesday, our colleague Mary Margaret Olhan reports. Alito discussed his legal career last night at the Heritage Foundation before weighing in on the unprecedented leak, one that sparked protests throughout the country, attacks on scores of pro-life centers and faith-based institutions nationwide, and even an assassination attempt on Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Let's take a listen to what Alito said per the Heritage Foundation. It was a grave betrayal of trust by somebody, and it uh, was a shock because nothing like that had happened in the past. So it certainly changed the atmosphere at the court for the remainder of of last term. The leak also made those of us who were thought to be in the majority in support of overruling Roe and Casey targets for assassination because it gave people a rational reason to think they could prevent that from happening by killing one of us. And we know that a, a man has been charged with attempting to kill Justice Kavanaugh. It's a pending case, so I won't say anything more about that. Alito was referring to 26-year-old Nicholas Roski, who traveled across the country armed with weapons and burglary tools to Kavanaugh's neighborhood. He told authorities that he did so with the intent to kill Kavanaugh and prevent him from ruling on abortion and Second Amendment cases. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't had the chance already, be sure to check out our morning show right here in your podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Tomorrow morning, I'm sitting down with Lori Smith and Kelly Fedorik to discuss the landmark free speech case headed to the Supreme Court in just about a month. Here's a tease of our conversation. I've always been creative. I've always wanted to design for weddings mm -hmm. and I want to design and create for weddings in a way that's consistent with God's view of marriage. But Colorado won't allow that. You can catch that full conversation on Thursday morning. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving us a five-star review and rating. We read all of your feedback. 
Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. The executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Rank. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.